0: Hello and welcome to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review the show. A reminder: we streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. I'm your host, Wayne Lou. I'm Jorma Producer and Co-Host, Alex Wong. The Raptors, so close, um, could not have their first winning week of the of the season where they just, you know, win every game in that week. Oh, a uh, sweep. You wanted a sweep. I wanted a, a, one sweep for for one week uh, this season. Mm. Unfortunately, they weren't able to get it done. Uh, they played decently last night, I would say. Um, we're up by six through three quarters. And, of course, the Raptors dreaded fourth quarter struggles, uh, reared its head, and uh, Brook Lopez also reared his um <laughs> ugly head. I'm not gonna lie man. Like, come on, man. He's not he looks like it's a little bitter He <laughs> looks like someone drew a cartoon from memory, but um, no, seriously, he, he does uh, seem traced <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's something about it Like someone really wanted to draw Robin Lopez, but didn't do it right um,
1: Shouts to Brooke. Shouts to Brooke. Great player, he he killed us last night. Honestly
0: huge respects to him great, great player. on both ends of the
1: floor Offensively Alex. How you feeling man? You good? Uh, yeah, no, I'm feeling real positive about the Raptors Should I should I not be? Um, you know, yeah, I, I no, thought they fine. I thought even yesterday with them losing Um, You know, I know know Game 72 might be too late for a moral victory, but I thought it was a good moral victory for them. Starters played well. Um, I just thought they blew it at the start of the fourth quarter. Yeah. What else is there to say, right? Like they had a, what, six-point lead? They had a six-point lead. Going into the fourth? Yep. And they were playing really well. Um, Even with Scotty out, you know, Scotty left um, in the first half and didn't come back with a left wrist injury. No updates. Have you seen any updates? No, no. No, X-rays were negative yesterday. So hopefully get an update. Raptors not practicing today. So uh, maybe we'll get an update later today. But... You know, thought overall they play well. I mean, it's the Bucks, right? Um, it's the Bucks, and you know you want to throw in the fact that it was the second half of back to back. Although I didn't think that really mattered. I didn't think the Raptors were really tired or anything like that. Um, but you know, the bench and all that stuff, same same stuff. And I don't know, like Milwaukee's a really good team, man. Yeah. No. I right? mean. Um- they're the best team in the league you know the thing with the raptors
0: too yesterday it was interesting watching that was just like at no point did you ever feel like okay the bucks are just like losing the rhythm and giving the game away here like they didn't right. have a stretcher they kicked the ball around or they mm. weren't making the right passes or guys were trying to take their own shots or they were like, like us you're saying yeah they just they don't they don't have any moments last night where they're no. beating themselves
1: and that's the that's the quality of team that they have right yeah like so like, even when the raptors are playing well it was a four-point game it was a six-point game yeah, um, i think you have to show them a lot of respect for for that specific performance yeah but i was saying too i mean this is potentially you know got a long way to go but potentially a 1-8 matchup in in the first round like, well they're definitely
0: going to be one i feel like
1: yeah <laughs> they're <laughs> and, on top at right best i think we're going to be eight um but we'll see um no i bet we could be seven but yeah we could if, catch if we it get into the
0: eight seven game and then we win it then we could be seven
1: yeah, yeah we could catch but, it. but yeah. yeah sorry yeah, shouts yeah. to jr manitad there helping with the play in tournament um yeah like uh, it's I'm not saying the Raps are gonna beat the Bucks, but it's you know, like even though they're the best team, they're the Bucks and stuff, I feel like we match up okay with them. Like I feel like a bit decent give us seven chances, we'll we'll take two. <laughs> give us six chances. I, we'll I would be two. I'd be thrilled to take two. Um yeah.
0: No, I mean I, I think the Raptors have always matched up decently with the Bucks in the sense that I think um Um I think Nick in particular really likes to build very creative defenses around this. Mm. Um and to be honest, I, I think the other part that was interesting watching last night's game was the Raptors have typically gotten a lot of success throwing those really, really aggressive doubles at Giannis, mm-hmm. not necessarily because of the fact that the Bucks are not going to be able to capitalize from three. We know that they have lots of great shooters. Like, that's another thing about the Bucks that's great is, like, they have four shooters on the floor, like, all the time.
1: Yeah, the Kimball hits, what, seven threes in the first quarter?
0: Yeah, and, and I knew they were going to cool off from that. Like, they weren't going to hit 28 threes on the night.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but at the same time, like, you know, they, they do, do space floor well, but... The Raptors have been able to at least force Giannis into a lot of turnovers by really pressuring the pass, and sometimes Giannis will be fairly erratic with some mm. of those passes. Like in that super ugly game where the Raptors remember—you remember—they shot two thirty from the field. The one that broke you. The game that broke me, yeah. literally. Um, you know what happened in that booth. Um, but Giannis had like twelve turnovers in that game, and a lot of those were just him slinging bad passes out of those double teams. So I think he actually mm. did a much better job of being much more accurate with his passing last night, and also very quick with it. But generally speaking, the Raptors do scheme well for Milwaukee. The thing is, like, I just don't know where the Raptors are going to get their advantages from. Like, I thought through three quarters, they played as well as they could have offensively. Um, I thought Fred was giving them a big lift uh, as he continues to do here in this stretch. Um, OG has been just phenomenal on both ends of the floor. I really, really loved his game last night, and those two guys are giving you a lot on offense. Um, meanwhile, I thought you know Pascal did a good job in terms of like not forcing a shot, also taking the shots within the flow of the offense. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to hit a lot of jumpers, which we know comes and goes with him. Um, but he was doing decently. I thought Gary was coming off the bench and doing a good job um, in his first. And obviously with Scotty out of the lineup, Gary was the one bumped into the starting group. And I thought he played well, you know, in the in the third quarter, but definitely went very cold in the fourth quarter. He was uh, 0 for 6 I believe, in the fourth quarter. Um,
1: including a wedgie at the end, Yeah. I by mean, the way. I, yeah, that was that was tough. A wedgie out of a timeout. <laughs> I'll add that to the bingo card, by the
0: way. <laughs> that, that was a perfect way to end the game. Um, no, but like it, the, the Raptors just I, – I, I'm not sure where the advantages are going to be there sustainably. Like at no, minimum, the Bucks are going to be able to draw a double team to Giannis and essentially it's just about can they get the pass out because you know the rest of the team is spaced out perfectly where they're going to get a wide open mm-hmm. corner three and at that point it's just about making them, right? Um, <clears throat> and then as we saw last night – the pick and roll with Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez is also another area where they can generate advantages. Like the Raptors definitely need to send extra defenders at that as well. And Drew wasn't even that good last night offensively. He didn't really try to take over. He Mm. he was very limited. Um, So they have advantages that they can create all the time. Plus they have spacing. Whereas for the Raptors, I'm like, Pascal doesn't have a great advantage in this matchup, Mm -hmm. especially last night, for example. So they chose to use – chris middleton as a primary defender against him a lot or even when middleton came off the bench or went to the bench it was more like you saw portis and guys like that Giannis was primarily assigned to og mm. um and so i think that if the if the bucks want to squeeze even more on pascal they can simply by flipping that assignment yeah. and just putting Giannis on him um and then that pick and roll combination was fred and yak which has been great since you know they become teammates again um it, you're just not going to
1: generate a lot of great pick and roll plays against Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez. Yo, Brooke Lopez is so good. Like I know this yeah. is like people know this, but God, just watching him last night. Yeah, man. Also, this, I mean, Bucks it, team is good. man. It definitely yeah. helps because they're never. In, news, he's man. never in foul trouble either.
0: He can make as many plays on the rim as you want. <laughs> oh yeah, never a foul. Oh, that's
1: right. I heard the. I mean, he heard, he, heard the whistle was a little well, one-sided. No, he
0: must have just been very disciplined.
1: That's all. <laughs> oh, he probably is. He probably what, is. Do you know the? Do, do you know what the names were last night? the rest. Zach Zarbro was there Natalie Sago oh yeah Natalie Sago favorite. one more person I don't know yeah okay no yeah. just checking. um yeah no I think you're right all right uh you've convinced me uh Bucks in five uh, no if, no if no the meet. Bucks are just really good they, That's they, the thing. No, like, I think amazing. if you Listen. catch them on an off night yeah. shooting the ball um or if Giannis is much
0: more erratic with his passing but mm-hmm. neither of those two things happened last night and so yeah the Bucks got their offense but, you know, I, again, I, I was impressed with how the Raptors played on offense through three quarters. Um, but in the fourth quarter, that's obviously where they struggled. And I think that, I mean, I don't know. I think if Nick could have that game back, I think you definitely put in Yak earlier in that quarter. Yeah. Like, Brook Lopez played the entire fourth quarter. And if Brook can play the whole fourth quarter, why can't Yak? Yeah. Like, you know, Yakub is like
1: seven, eight years younger yeah. than him. No, it hurt them too, obviously, yeah. not having Scotty too. I mm-hmm. mean, that's another guy, rotation guy that you could have plugged in oh, instead yeah, of having... How many? F- they had three bench guys out there at the start of the quarter, right? It was Chris, Will Barton. Was Precious out there too? Yep. Yeah. So.
0: And Gary technically is coming off the bench.
1: Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. No, that was a that was a tough stretch film. No, I think, I think if you're gonna beat the Bucks. Obviously, you you need to you know slow them down as much as you can. And we saw Precious make his way back into the rotation last night, um, yeah. coming in. You know, plus seven in twenty minutes. Thought he brought a lot of great energy um, on, on the defensive end. I think on the first defensive play. You know, he was in perfect defensive position with his hands oh, up. I, I know that's one of your uh, favorite plays in the night. Following, you know, following Giannis. You know, Giannis was not ready for that physical force, for that immovable object. Right. Threw the ball back and then, you know, resulted in a turnover. I think he forced two turnovers on like yeah, the first did. two possessions, he right? Um, so, you know, played, you know, listen, uh, you know, all jokes aside, like I feel like the bar has been lowered on Precious. Like you said last week in terms of, you know, it's win now time. Mm-hmm. Like it's not development time. We need you to come in and be a positive player and contribute and i thought he brought that last night in his 20 minutes yeah for sure i mean that's what you want to see right like obviously we've seen guys get benched
0: this season right we saw mm-hmm. you know gary's gone to the bench and mm-hmm. we've seen precious has gone in and out of the starting group to the bench we've even seen scotty that one game randomly get benched oh, right he wasn't happy yeah. he wasn't happy and right. and listen i don't want anyone to be happy to be sent to the bench especially when you've already proven to be capable of uh, producing in a starting sure. role but at the same time like how do you handle that emotionally right and i think that you know, four precious in this in this case. He came in and he was very professional. When he got the chance, right? I thought, you know, when he got that little extra run in the end of the OKC game,
1: I was like, Ooh. all right,
0: that was that was shaky to me. But whatever, that was the end of the that was the end of
1: the game. That was like yeah. the, the third units are, are out there, right? So Wait, was that the Wolves? Game? He came in in the Wolves game, right? Are you talking about the Wolves game on Saturday? Did he play in garbage time, precious? What you you were talking about the OKC game just now? Oh yeah, the Wolves. Game. Okay, okay, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah no, so he came was, in for three minutes. And at down the end weekend. Of the game. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah.
0: an up and down weekend. No, but seriously, like um, he he came in for three minutes and forced a shot. Whatever, right? But ultimately, he came in yesterday and played his role perfectly. No, like, he played great. All the shots that he took, which is only three. Yeah. Um, were completely within the flow of the offense
1: even the corner three he missed he was so he was playing so well the ball bounced right back to him offensive rebound yeah, for, yeah, for yeah. a bucket <laughs> okay all right we're gonna gas up a miss but yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right the, the the at least the rebound went right back on to another him. level right now. no and i think defensively like that's where you needed him
0: right because you know yes you can have og out there for 36 37 <laughs> great minutes you need right? to
1: fill those other minutes but
0: there are other minutes that yeah. you still need really strong wing defense and mm-hmm. i saw that um precious came in and 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 did a decent job against Giannis. It wasn't like necessarily Giannis was just like blowing past them. Maybe in the second half, the Raptors uh, weren't as tied together. I think the Bucks also made some good adjustments. They'd screen well against the zone to get Giannis turning downhill or mm. even Drew Holiday turning downhill. Um, but, yeah, ultimately, I, I think that uh, it was it was encouraging to see Precious come in and play the right way. Um, and you're going to need that. And And I think that's for Nick. Like, the plan wasn't really to bench Precious Forever right mm-hmm. the, the point was to like get him refocused, get him to gather himself a little bit and we'll see how Nick continues to use him going forward but I think that you know precious played a good game last night and um, you know that's something where I, I, I kind of expect that um, on a consistent basis. And as, as long as I think if he sticks to his role, I don't
1: I don't think that that's, you know, unlikely to repeat itself. Yeah. No, we should have opened with the garbage time against the Wolves. It was so funny. Oh, it was just Malachi and Precious. Yo, Malachi, <laughs> Malachi came in and he was like, was like, oh. yo, I'm hooping. He was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not mad at me
0: again. <laughs> yo, these, <that> was... <laughs> these folks are about to be mad at me the way I'm not mad at me. Yo. And then he just took like oh, every shot bars. possible.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Yo, I love garbage time just in general, man. Just to see people's behaviors. <laughs> Joey Camps like can you please pass me the ball once? Um, you think Madammy Flynn <laughs> should have been playing over Will Barton last night? Oh yeah, I mean I had Will Barton like seventh on this run. Oh, okay. but sure we Keep can going get to other it. No, stuff. we can get to it. Okay, no. all right. Um, no, no, let's uh, let's talk about Jakob. You know Jakob um, You know twenty point six rebounds. Um, took eighteen shots yesterday, ten of eighteen. You know uh, again, you talked about the defense at the rim. Felt like he missed a lot of easy ones, but again, you got kind of got to credit that Milwaukee defense as well um again i'm just looking ahead to potential matchup against them like maybe in the postseason like i need i need Jakob to work on that kem birch push shot you know i feel like there's gonna be a lot of those push shot opportunities for him yeah um
0: well i mean that's the thing with with milwaukee right i think in the first half they played much more conservatively with Mm -hmm. lopez dropping back Mm -hmm. um i think in the fourth quarter lopez not only was he Carrying the score. I mean, he literally outscored the Raptors 17 to 16 by himself.
1: Yo, he's so good.
0: Uh, but he defensively, him by himself. if you notice like how the Raptors were being played um, in that pick and roll coverage. Mm. In the first half, Lopez was dropping back a lot more. And there was a lot more space for Fred to pull up for mid-range or Gary to pull up for mid-range. Mm-hmm. Second half, especially in the fourth quarter, Lopez was pressing way up higher. Not at the mm. three point or anything, but like in a reasonable amount yeah. where he's contesting that mid-range jumper as well. And so there were a lot less space there. But when that happens, I, I do think that there's a chance for, for, for Yak to slip to the rim mm. because now all of a sudden Brooke isn't just sitting at the basket. Right. So we did see Yak get more opportunities. I mean, overall, I think that, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a little bit spooky playing against this team, right? There was a one play where I thought Yak had a pretty open chance to just go straight up for a layup, mm-hmm. but he passed out of it because I think that he was just worried about the shot blocking. Like, that's something that I think is truly... Uh, is a big hurdle when you play against Milwaukee. It was even that way when the Raptors had Kawhi and the Raptors were playing them in 2019. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a real hurdle to go into that paint because of how much shot blocking they have. But at the same time, like you still need to attack it with force. Like mm-hmm. this, this came way too late. But in the last minute of the game, there's a play where OG caught it on the wing, uh, attacked the closeout, and went super strong to the basket and tried to dunk it on Brook mm-hmm. Lopez, and Lopez had to foul him hard to get him to uh, to go to the free throw line. And it's like, that's the kind of effort that you need to see. And I thought that there was a little bit too much like finesse from from Yak in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he figured it out a little bit better in the fourth quarter. I mean, he was actually the Raptors' leading scorer in the fourth. Um, he had eight points on four or seven shooting. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that was just like the Bucks were focusing so much on Pascal. Like they were sending two defenders at him all the time that eventually Pascal figured out, oh yeah, I can just set up Jakob a couple of times, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that that's where um, they were combining a little bit better. But yeah, I mean, it it is strange overall to see Jakob taking 18 shots. Um, But yeah, I think for him, it's just more of like, you know, finding a way to play against this matchup because I I never really felt like he was comfortable in this game. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't think he was in position that often defensively to sort of impact the play, which Mm -hmm. obviously that is, you know, half of what he does. Um, And yeah, I think it just comes down to the Bucks
1: being a very peculiar
0: matchup, man. Man, they're good.
1: Yeah, no, I'm really jealous watching that team. Because um, the Raps used to operate at that level, but it's fine. Um, okay. Yeah, okay. I know you spotlighted OG too, but man, he's been playing so well the last two weeks. Like that road trip mm-hmm. carried over into into this week as well. Um, just, just the two-way impact from him right now. Like this is, I think this is the OG. I mean, if OG is really unhappy with his role, I hope he continues to be unhappy and just plays at this level, man.
0: No, I mean, look, it's interesting because the Raptors did actually feature OG. Mm. Right. Um, it, it happened at the start of the second quarter when it was his turn to be the the one starter with the bench guys. Mm. And it it worked. It, mm-hmm. it worked. It, it was only like three, four possessions. Um, because I think the Bucks called timeout and guys sort of came in and out. But it it worked. Like he had a play where he went one-on-one against Chris Middleton. Middleton was sort of sagging back off of him and OG just rose up for the mid-range jumper, knocked it down. Another play where OG was running a pick and roll, which you rarely ever see. Um, but the Bucks were dropping back, like I mentioned, in the first half. And so, you know, a good screen came. I think probably Precious or Chris, one of those two guys. Um, and OG had space to shoot it on, on the uh, off the high screen, and he, he knocked that down as well. You just, again, ra- rarely see him running pick and roll or rarely see him knocking down pull-up jumpers. But... You know, he was doing that. And then, of course, after you knocked in a couple jumpers, what happens, right? Middleton is now playing him much more tight. Mm. And OG just, like, drives it against him, uses his strength, you know, puts him under the basket, and he finishes around the hoop. So, I actually like the fact that the Raptors, you know, featured OG in that way. I feel like the Raptors have been trying to much more recently. I feel like definitely Scottie makes it a point to pass OG as much as possible. Um, We've got to track the
1: number of passes to each teammate. I guess it's not that hard.
0: No, it's actually not that hard <laughs> yeah. at all.
1: But we, That's how we can break down the locker room dynamic. <laughs> no, no, because the issue is the Raptors also run a lot of that dribble handoff stuff
0: <laughs> and, like, just three-man weaves and uh, all that stuff. Okay. And I'm just it's, like, that's artificially oh, inflating the O's, passes.
1: X's and O's, okay.
0: Um, no, but I, I, I feel like the Raptors have been making more of a point to feature OG, and I think that hmm. last night was an example of that working. Now, the Raptors didn't ultimately have OG to start the game in the fourth quarter, Yesterday and so they had Pascal in that spot mm. and I thought the Raptors Struggled a lot more in terms of getting their offense organized. Yeah, but uh, overall I really enjoyed watching OG's performance I mean look he was matched up with Giannis on both ends of the floor, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, there's a physical toll to guard Giannis like that I think OG did his job in terms of cutting off Giannis absorbing that first drive and of course mm-hmm. anytime that Giannis didn't have that head of steam, and he started to turn his back, that's when the double team would come at him. Mm. And he did a great job of passing it out, and he had, what, 10 assists last night? Yeah, triple-double?
1: Yeah. Yeah, triple-double somehow through a perfect game. Yeah, 9 of 9 from the field, including a 3. Also In had a game mid-range game I didn't jumper. even feel like he was that impactful, to be I, honest. I know. He's just that good. They just showed the graphic at the end, and I was like, what? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, you're telling me he had a Nikola Jokic triple-double? Oh. oh, come on, man. Uh, Let's not get toxic. No, nah, <laughs> it's
0: fine. It's fine. But – um. Yeah, like I, I thought OG did a good job in terms of tackling the hardest part of Giannis, which is just to sort yeah. of absorb the blows. And then I think on the other end, he was actually scoring decently. Now, of course, he wasn't going one-on-one against Giannis. That's a very silly thing to do. Mm. And the Raptors really sh- made a point not to do that, uh, except for Will Barton, <laughs> who, did go at, who did go at Giannis one-on-one twice. Will Barton. Um, um... But yeah, no, I, I really have enjoyed watching OG play. And of course, he's in a good rhythm right now, shooting the three as well, and... Yeah, he's yeah, peaking the right He had a great right. block peaking. at the rim as well. Yeah. He, he's been doing great,
1: man. Peaking at the right time. And I, I know, friend of the program, your, your close friend, Assad, has been making the Kawhi comparisons. Um, okay. No, OG's, OG's peaking right now. You know, got the Staples commercial, which we'll talk about with Paul Jones in the second half of the oh, show. Oh, yeah. Kind of got a behind the scenes look. Everything's in. everything's rolling for OG right now. Uh, speaking Is he, of, he
0: making the paint his office or is he making the corner three his office? Oh I, I really like the corner three for OG right you now. You know
1: what? Man. Great acting. Oh, we'll talk about it in a second, but great acting from OG. You know, I got to give him respects. Um, yep. Speaking of uh, you know a will that isn't delivering um, as opposed to Will Lou uh, Will Barton okay. um, old for six yeah minus ten yeah eleven points thirteen minutes I believe he went at Giannis twice I believe Nick had to call two timeouts to take him out of the game during this game in the second and the fourth quarter um, yeah you know shout out to his family but um, what Shots do you think to of his family <laughs> what what do you think about um, What does his family got to do <laughs> just with just before this, we man? launch into criticism um well. <laughs> What is Will Barton? What do you think Will Barton brings to this team? Um, what is he bringing right now? Okay, so I Can't, thought yeah. he was bringing the ball up half
0: safely. And I, don't <laughs> laugh, don't laugh. I'm not because I, I yeah. really do feel like the Raptors are mostly asking to do that, and then he's trying to get out the way. Like he's not listen. really forcing a shot that often. Yeah,
1: no. Listen, before you even go on, like all jokes aside, like. This backup point guard thing has been a problem. Oh yeah, for years running now. Oh, clearly. So it's, like, if it's any, like problem. honestly, I'm more clowning the fact that the Raptors have not found a solution. Right, right. But right. also, like, I don't think Will Will Barton is the solution here. Uh, okay, or his family, apparently. <laughs> no, but seriously, look. I, I, since coming to the Raptors, these are the the,
0: the 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 score lines. Okay. Yeah.
1: The cold hard facts.
0: Oh for one. over for two. One for two. Two yep. for five. Two for three. One for three. One for six. Zero for zero. Didn't take a shot in uh, fourteen minutes against uh, Minnesota. Yeah, and then zero for six. So first off, sounds like a baseball
1: stat line. Yeah, right. Sounds like us at any pickup run. Uh, okay.
0: (laughs) That's actually. You know (laughs) what? Anyways, but yeah, I mean, I I just don't think he's really trying to be that involved in the offense. I think he's trying to sort of bring the ball up and just get out the way. But I do think there are moments where you're going to need playmaking from your second, your like your backup point guard. Like we're not really asking that much. The bar
1: is low right now for these for these backup positions
0: and you know i he just really hasn't been able to to bring that extra element where i don't feel like he's a factor in terms of creating offense for the team creating offense for himself right and and i'm sensitive to the fact that like obviously he joined the team midseason sure. and that there probably is an adjustment period to mm-hmm. be honest in the like decade of covering the raptors re- really closely like oh, he's a the raptors now. damn decade the raptors have had like how many Bio guys come in and actually do a decent job. Like Jeremy lynn also very much struggled. Like these are basically Jeremy Lin's box when he came to Toronto. Yeah. Um, you know, Jason Thompson wasn't really doing much either. Like that's kind Bio, of like the level yeah. of expectation. Bio guys in have.
1: general, just like you know, the bar is very low. The bar's low when and, you bring guys in, and yeah. they
0: are in like a tough yeah. spot where it's like they need to now adjust to a new situation and new team. Sure, mid, midway now, of course, a guy like Yak, he's clearly adjusted midway and he's done perfectly. Yeah. But I just think, yeah, Will Barton really hasn't Whoa. been able to find his spots. And, yeah. and also, like, look, listen, like, he's just not making shots. Like, some of the shots he took last night, okay, the first half when he won a, one-on-one against Giannis twice, I don't know. That, that's just bad decision-making. <laughs> no, but he has some, some other good looks. But he had two wide-open mid-range pull-ups <clears throat> yeah. um, he made in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, are they the greatest shots in general? No, but at, at the same time, you're asking a backup guard to come in and do something for you, and and that's... Not outside of his skill set when you've watched the entirety of his career, but right now he just hasn't really found a rhythm at all. And, you know, I, I, you know, anytime... I don't know. I, I think anytime I see a performance like this, I'm just like, I, I feel bad for Jeff Down.
1: Like, yeah. Jeff, Jeff could have so done this. So, can they convert his contract? What's going on? He's got the two-way contract. They can convert it and bring him back? Like, is that a thing? A mechanism? Blake Murphy Tuesday? What's going I think going they got to cut somebody. Okay. I can pick a few guys. Cool? Um, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> no, no. Um, no, but I think... <laughs> I, I get all the, all all those things that you just said about Will Barn, but in the same way that you talk about how we talk about Precious, how like, oh, this is not the time for development, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. For me, it's the same. Like, this is not the time to see, to give like more runway to a guy to see if he can fit into this like backup point guard role in terms of what they need, especially if you feel like there is an internal option. Yeah. Like a Jeff Down Jr. Because like you're trying to win games right now. Um, so like if if you do feel like that's a better option, for the team. Like I, I do feel like they should make that move. Well, I mean, that's where I'm like I'm still a little bit on the fence. Sure.
0: Uh, because of the fact that like I, I do believe that Will Barton has more of an offensive skill set than Jeff Down is okay. at the moment.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um defensively I would take Jeff Down, but I haven't really had that many issues with Will's defense. Yeah. Once again, we need to stack three backup well, point guards in a trench coat, and we'd have no, a good backup point This guard. is
0: the same problem we have with every backup point guard that comes in recently, right? Whether that's Armani Brooks, yeah. whether that's uh, Malachi there's, Flynn, there's one Delano skill Banton. Yeah. No, they, all they come in, they bring the ball up half, and then they dump the ball off, and then they just <laughs> wait around. Yeah. right. And there's not an actual like playmaking element that we're actually asking out of these guys. Yeah. And I thought that with Will's track record here, obviously the other guys are young, and they're sort of trying to make their way in their careers. A guy like Will, who's played in the league quite a while, like, again, I'm not asking for him to come in the game and be the best backup point guard in the league, like a Malcolm Brogdon type. I'm just asking for, like, a little bit of playmaking, right? Especially when the play gets stuck. Like, that fourth quarter, they're really aggressively loading up on Pascal. Mm -hmm. Gary really can't get a shot off that well. Obviously, you're not asking Precious or Chris to create one-on-one. So, it's like you just need your backup guard to come in and do something. Mm -hmm. And he just wasn't able to sort of create those advantages. Or when he did create those open spaces in the mid range, he wasn't able to knock those down. But it's just like that's not actually that much to ask for. The Raptors have just been very, very, very deficient on that front in terms of having that backup point guard. and. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think when we were assessing the problems of the team, even last year, we were looking at it like, okay, the Raptors need a center and they need a a third guard,
1: Mm.
0: right? And, of course, this year it was the same assessment except for the fact that the Raptors are losing. So it was like, do they tank instead? No, they don't choose to tank. They added Jakob Pertl. Center position now looks pretty solid, Mm -hmm. but they still need a third guard. And Will Will Barton was sort of just like a a buy low option to see if he has something left in the tank. And right now he hasn't really found that fit. I think that they'll still try to ride with it, and they'll still try to give it more chances. Um, but, yeah, it was tough last night seeing um, the 0 for 6 in the box score.
1: Yeah, I can't wait till this Raps team has a good third guard, man. It's going to feel so good when you see that first guard come off the bench. And you Well, know you're I mean, I guess they were it. trying to get was Malcolm the last, Brockton, Was right? the last reliable backup guard Fred <laughs> uh, when Fred was backing up? You know, it was
0: interesting because – Technically, it would have been Norm, except Norm also really struggled coming off the
1: bench. Right. So he was off and, and he, he played really well lineup. with the starting group. Right.
0: So I think it's Fred. <laughs> reliable, it might actually be Fred. Damn. Yo, that's so wild. Fred hasn't had a backup for himself as a second stringer <laughs> or as a first stringer. This
1: is amazing. Yo, that's actually incredible. Uh, before we go to break, so I don't know if you knew, but Jan has passed. Junior Bridgman is the franchise leader for most Wait, games what? played yesterday. No. Are you familiar with Junior Bridgman's game? So Junior Bridgman. Do you, know he Bridgman. Owned, do you know he owned 250 Wendy's and 120 Chili's restaurants around the country before selling them in 2016? And his net worth is over $600 million, despite never making more than 350000 a season during his NBA career. He's like one of the most richest athletes that's, or in the U.S. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure you were familiar with his game. That's today. impressive yeah that that's impressive that's like one of those stories that prop joe would tell
0: about how people (laughs) back in the
1: day r.i.p lance reddit by the way damn
0: buy for the dollar sell for two
1: yeah no that's what he did he retired from the nba he invested in these franchises sold them in 2016 he's the president and ceo of bridgman foods inc and in 2017 he became a bottler for the coca-cola company wow and he's just like yeah worth 600 million that's just wanted you to know. That's that. impressive. Yeah. I mean, I feel
0: like so that's I'm what Giannis, sure. Giannis is trying to do, right? Like Giannis is I'm like sure Giannis, Giannis will be, be a success right? No, he's
1: gonna be a very successful businessman when yeah.
0: he's done yeah. because of how frugal he is with his money already. Yeah. Like Giannis might be the most frugal NBA player ever. Like in terms of like how much money he makes versus how much money he, he, he spends. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Giannis is definitely packing that Bogo medium meal to go at every area. legit,
0: man. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: anyways, you know, Raps had a one and one weekend. and Yeah, you want to talk about the Minnesota nine. game at all? Oh, yeah. Uh, OG looked up at his own dunk, admired his own dunk. That was nice. Um,
0: I felt like Minnesota like probably could have given the Raptors more trouble, but they just completely ran like gas of the gas. It felt like one of those fourth. games
1: where, especially because of the injury report on Minnesota's side, you just knew the Raptors were going to win. It just yeah. depended on when they were going to get serious. They made that run at the, I think, what, end of the third? Mm-hmm. And that was it. Yeah, no, it was an and easy I was like, game. I thought watching it. Um, also, nobody in the booth, bro. It just was, you? No, v- no.
0: Junior, Brisbane Manitad. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, he definitely wasn't there. Um, you weren't there for some reason. You just texted me like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna make it tonight. bro. Yeah. I enjoy
1: the booth." Yeah, it's busy working. So I'm Another just like things. walking
0: around, yeah. you know, watching warm ups and stuff like that. Um, and then I'm I'm leaving from the media room, yeah. and V's like, "Oh, it's just you." All right, I'll come. I'll come give you some. Oh, company. so you guys hung out. Yeah. So at least the vet came up. That's great. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then yeah, Savannah pulled up like midway through. Oh, that's nice. So. Yeah. Um by the way, too, Raptors are now 0 and five. Oh, and Jeremy was there too. Shout out to Jeremy. Oh nice Shout out to Jeremy. You know what actually wasn't that empty of a booth, but Jeremy, aka Homelander. Um uh now o- uh, Raptors are now 0 and five in games where they've had a chance to oh. get back to, to five hundred. Another mid stat for this season. Um that's, that's really
0: tough, man. Yeah. Um, so they've
1: been under five hundred since the early last, december yeah the last time the raptors were at 500 was uh was when we had our, our live event with chris boucher damn that's why we're that's why we're having another live event to flip the vibes <laughs> oh god um <laughs> come throw tomatoes at bobby no i'm kidding i'm kidding come oh come throw your flowers at bobby check his pin tweet um anyways we got paul jones on the other side we do yes we do and uh yeah let's take a break will
0: okay we will do that break um i've been your host Willu, and you will been listening to the Raptors show on the sports radio network Have you checked out BetRivers yet? Download the BetRivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Get in the action this basketball season with thousands of betting options. Plus, don't forget about BetRivers Sportsbook award-winning customer service. It's a whole new game with BetRivers online casino and sportsbook. Must be 19+. Available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connext Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge.
2: Discussing the
1: biggest stories that matter to Toronto sports fans. The Fan Morning Show with Aylish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Welcome back to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, Wim Lou. I'm Joe, my producer and co-host, Alex Wong. Uh, we're working to get uh, Jonesy on the line. Um, you know, Do we have Jonesy on the line? Producer,
1: do we is have everybody,
2: Jonesy? Everybody, I'm here. Jonesy, oh, Jonesy is what's here.
1: going on? What's up?
2: Not much. I'm just wondering, like, to what do I owe the pleasure? Is it, like, the first day of spring? Is it... Like everybody else is washing their hair, and I have no hair to wash. Um, it's twenty-two to four, and we're bringing the right fielder into pitch. Like,
1: <laughs> no, here's here's the thing. We saw you in a commercial, Josie. Yeah, Z. we saw you in a commercial.
2: <laughs> oh. So that's it, eh? Just the status thing, eh? That's it. Okay. Yeah. So not, it's like the, that, huh? Not the actual hoop so talk.
0: No, no. We'll, we'll, we'll so get to the like OG that. commercial. Um, so great cameo. Like that.
2: Okay. That would that would be that would be like that would be like calling me out on the playground. I'm going at you every time, and I'm scoring, and I'm, I'm just, I'm giving it to you so bad, your family's going to ask me to stop.
1: Not mm. too hard to go, go, go at the two of us if you've ever seen us. Alex <laughs> uh, actually has some defensive chops, but I don't think I'm it a Dylan work Brooks. A I'm, a Dylan, yeah, I'm a Dylan Brooks type, Jonesy. So uh, well,
2: well then, well then dylan dylan used to play down in the hood where we played then i'm just gonna say this alex we're gonna fight then yeah <laughs> god damn if, if you're dylan hands are gonna fly we're gonna fight all
1: right we're that's not like, that's not gonna end, end well life. for me either yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh damn
2: uh, speaking of fighting yeah we showed a little bit of fight last night huh
0: wow see that's a that's a oh right my god that, that's that's, a, that's got a, us that's right a back on
1: status transition
0: we gotta Holy. talk basketball um yeah. Okay, yeah, Jonesy, I have I have some positives and some some negatives to ask you about. Let's start with the positives at least. I feel like Fred has been much more resurgent. I think since the the trade deadline, obviously adding Jakob Purtle to, to play pick and roll with has really helped him. But he also looks healthier and fresher to me. Uh, what are you seeing from from Fred right now as he's playing better of late?
2: No, that's a good point. Well, last year at this time, it was it was duct tape and string trying yeah. to hold him together. Right, yeah. he he had played through so much. Uh, you know, the first real year back in Toronto without Kyle and all of that. And, you know, he was obviously the team leader and, he you know, he tried to, uh, you know, sometimes discretion is the better part of valor. Like he he he's, he he was out with it this year at the start of the year. I'm going to not try to play through things as much. I'm going to play the long game and we're seeing it. It's, I mean, this is the time when they need him the most and he's the healthiest and he's playing well. And, you know, to your point about, jacob in the screen roll stuff uh he just makes everybody better like the raptors when they when they struggled in the half court to break the defense down and go into nick's philosophy of drive kick swing rinse repeat um sometimes they couldn't get the drive part going and now with the screen and roll uh especially when they set it way out high you get the drive because Jakob sets such good screens. Somewhere Jamal McGlure is clapping because the big cat was one of the great screeners in the NBA. He would crunch you. And Jakob, he sets them well. He doesn't get called for a lot of moving screens. You know, we always teach the kids, jump stop when you set a screen, two feet planted. And now Fred snakes around that screen, and there's the drive part because especially if, you know, last night, Brooke Lopez is a little more active Uh, in the drop coverage in terms of being a rebounder and a a shot challenger than a Nikola Jokic, but um, now you get the drive part going. You're getting towards the basket. You're going downhill. You're getting two feet in the paint, and now the defense has to make a decision. There's the drive. You kick it. You know, if it's a Gary or an OG, you got a shot. If 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 it's Pascal, you know, it's a swing, or he's got a shot, and I just think the offense is working much better all because of Jakob. All because of Jakob. It just has uh crystallized and and, and rolls a little bit clearer and and guys just kind of understand what's going on and um he's, he's made a huge difference and back to your original point will about fred uh fred's been terrific like his 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 basketball acumen is off the chart
0: yeah no doubt i mean i, I thought um he cooled off a little bit in the fourth quarter last night, but definitely through three quarters, he was sensational. Um, the playmaking has been up as well. People haven't really been noticing that. Um, yeah, no, your point with Yaku is great because he does have that chemistry with everybody right now, and it, it feels yeah. like he's got like a combination with every guy. Obviously, him having that pick and roll with Fred is primarily the way they're using him right now, but he's also opening things up for for Pascal. I thought Pascal got swarmed quite a bit, uh, as you would normally see in the fourth quarters, and it was Jakob who was that pressure release valve to sort of make a couple of laps on the basket. Um, him and OG have that nice little play down pat where, you know, Yaks at the elbow, and uh, there's that little back screen with Fred for OG, and OG cuts to the basket for the lob. We've seen that uh, consistently, including over the weekend against Minnesota. Um,
2: and, and you know what makes that work, Will, really, really well? What? Like in the, in the vein of John Stockton, Fred, and when he was here, Kyle, for little guys they are great screeners right right like there's a lot of little guys that kind of they brush and they might stick a hip out or try to get a shoulder and a piece now man fred stands there and and for whatever his he's listed at six feet whatever uh he he hits a guy he like when you screen you make contact and the screen's being used well so uh, you know that 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 is a that is a money play and like i said all the other stuff is falling into place just because of Jakob. And, and you know, Fred's decision-making, like you said, Will, mm-hmm. like Isaiah Thomas used to say this all the time, the Isaiah Lord Thomas, the Hall of Famer. Um, I'm not necessarily worried about the guy that's giving you 30 points, but I'm kind of more worried about the guy that's giving you 20 points and he's got 12 assists. Mm-hmm. He goes, because now I'm not putting out one fire. I got a bunch of guys at the party that I got to be, be aware of and and you know fred has been doing that he's been as a true point guard he's been scoring but he's been looking for his other guys especially early getting them going or if he gets going early now he starts to look at other people uh it you know his playmaking has been terrific
0: yeah no doubt um i, I think the the other positive actually i would a saying there's only one positive there's been a lot more positives around the team recently um og's playing amazing and, and i thought last night was another great game for him on both ends of the floor I mean, the best thing you can do defensively is just to make sure the opposing star player doesn't shoot the ball, and I feel like you've seen a lot of low-attempt games. You know, when it was OG guarding AD only had eight field goal attempts, when it was OG guarding, you know, Jokic, he had close to, like, in the teens, um, it wasn't had, a lot of shots.
2: 20, Jokic had 21 attempts in two games against Toronto. Yeah, see, that's
0: that, that's yeah. amazing. And now, even yesterday, Giannis was 9 of 9, but he only had nine shots, period. I think OG's definitely playing well defensively. Um, offensively, it feels like he's in much more of a rhythm, and I thought it was interesting... Even though it was only for a short stretch, the Raptors featured OG in the offense for that second group. What are you seeing from OG on both ends of the floor?
2: Uh, just just that. I mean, I, and I've always said this, and, you know, I put my coaching hat on, uh, give me a kid who's a defensive player and I'll make him a complete player before a guy who's used to getting, you know, 25 points every night. Cuz that guy who gets 25 every night doesn't necessarily pay attention to the other end. And OG came in as a, a as a rookie as a standstill spot up three-point shooter and was there for his defense and that's continued it's improved and as kids are wont to do they get in the gym and work on their offense so uh he's been more confident um you know really kind of playing to his one of his strengths in the catch and shoot but he's also developing a little bit of a handle where he can get into the lane and you know, stop and a little fall away or, or uh, you know, a sidestep to a jump stop and, and get into a jumper. Um, as long as he keeps it tight. I, you know, I don't like when he tries to do too much with the ball, but uh, he's been playing terrifically right now. He re- he really has. And, um, you know, I, 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 I said this to uh, an NBA front office type uh, on Saturday, we were chatting, and I said, I don't see anybody in the East putting their hand up and saying, oh yeah, we'll take the Raptors in the playoffs. Well, yeah, we'll take them in the first round. Because even if you win, you're going to feel it. And I just, I never put it past uh, Toronto, especially with OG playing the defense that he's playing now and the way the offense is clicking. Uh, they, they could be a very tough out.
0: Yeah. Now, I, I think the the last piece that I would like to see, um, at least for this season, is just the Raptors to have a little bit better composure in the fourth quarter. I thought that's where last night it was clear that that's when the game slipped from them. Broco Lopez goes on a personal 8 nothing run. Brook Lopez ends up outscoring the Raptors 17-16 to 16 in the fourth quarter. Obviously, that's just a great game from Brooke on both ends of the floor. But um, it does feel like consistently the Raptors will sometimes struggle in the fourth quarter. And I think that uh, a lot of it comes down probably to the main guys. When you look down, Pascal didn't make a shot in the fourth. Fred only made one three in the fourth. Um, what do you see as the fourth quarter struggles offensively for the Raptors?
2: Uh I I'm I'm digging up my uh my notes here Will, on the on the clutch I've got a category that I keep and it's it's, uh plus or minus 3 points uh with a minute to go Raptors okay. at last look were 29th in the NBA in winning percentage Yeah sounds about right Um and, and and so um yeah it it lends to composure uh but you know yesterday I I had a lot of my my buddies and and you know other Uh, university and college coach types messaging me about, about the lineup at the start of the fourth quarter. And I said, Hey, wait a minute. That's what, that's the time that you rest your star, the end of the third quarter, the start of the fourth. And Nick has been going with one starter in the bench and it's been working. And, you know, they were playing the second night of a back to back last night and they were coming off 39 points in the third quarter. And you're right. Lopez got away from them a little bit at the start. And then it felt like they were running uphill uh, the rest of the way. But um yeah fourth quarter you make your money you make your money in the close games you know you 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 really really do and and you've gotta like they have that they have that experience they have the uh you know the know how and it's just a matter of it's just a matter of doing it consistently um i'm gonna pull up this number for you once as our conversation goes on but it's it's something that i and in their championship season I think they were third in the NBA at 17 and five or 17 and six Mm. in games that were three points ahead or behind, you know, with a minute to go. And, you know, generally they've been pretty good. They generally have been pretty good. This is, this year might be, you know, uh, the blip in the screen. They are, uh, what do they sit here? Uh, They sit 22nd at 11 and 15. That's probably because they've won a couple because they were like seven and, seven and 13 or seven and 14 before, but they're 11 and 15 in games, three points or less with a minute to go. And, um, you know, some of the company down there in that range of the stats with Charlotte, uh, Orlando, (laughs) Detroit, San Antonio, it's not, it's not a good neighborhood. It's not, it's not a good neighborhood, but again, I I just, I think this team still has so much potential and, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be a tough out.
1: Yeah, no, so I think um, I think those are really good points, Jonesy. You know, we, we we do have to ask you. I know we referenced this up top. Um, you know, uh, Will and I and a lot of Raptors fans really enjoyed. This. Sorry, sorry,
2: sorry, Alex, you got to talk to my agent about that. <laughs> sorry, sorry, we, I'm, not, um, I'm not at liberty to comment about. Just kidding. Just kidding. we
1: need to um, we need we need the exclusive behind the scenes on these wonderful. OG Ananobi Staples commercials that, you know, you and Sherm obviously, um, you know, made a cameo in, uh, tell, tell us what we need to know.
2: That OG was as chatty as he normally is on set. <laughs> <laughs> Stoic. Stoic.
1: So um, no, no surprises there.
2: No, not really. It was good though. It was fun. I, I, I got to admit it was fun and, yeah. uh, meeting all the, you know, all the people from Staples and, and, uh. Like, and I'll ask you guys, because you know personalities on the team. Could you pick a better guy to be more, as I said, more, more, uh, you know, devoid of emotion and stoic for a hmm. situation like that, especially the one where the young guy get, gets promoted and he runs up and OG's like, don't be weird. Like, yeah. like, is that, is, does it fit his personality to a T or not?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, there, there's scenes in there where he's uh, he's he's wearing his jersey, Um, but then he's also wearing a a jacket over the top of the jersey but on the back of the jacket it has his jersey print just on the back of a. it's Mm. all it's all very og like i thought that the commercial really captured you know the essence of sort of what makes og funny and what makes og um it's like an awkward kind of situational kind of funny but it definitely clicks in this one um yeah I, i mean look there's there's four of these um that we have all seen now but um, you know, and and they're not very long. They're only about thirty second spots. But you know, you know what? What these sort of filming days, it could take a while. So, so Jonesy, was it one take? Was was you and Sherm one take? No, no, no. Oh.
1: Now
2: when I'm when I'm when i when I'm on radio or or TV, uh, you and you guys know this. You yeah. hate to kind of go back and oh, let's do take two cause, but take two turns into take three, and then pretty soon you're on take eight, and it's like, what did I say in number one that was good? Like I, you know, uh, one of my one of the guys that I first watched when I started in the business, he's, he's rest his soul. Now he's passed away. Fred Hickman, um, from CNN mm. and he worked in Atlanta and Fred was on TV in Detroit and Fred would bumble over words occasionally and ba ba ba, And he would just keep going. And that's the beauty of, of, you know, live TV or trying to do it in one take. It's natural. But, uh, no, there were a few takes in this one for us. There were a few takes and, uh, you know, camera repositions and stuff like that so i was kind of excited to see what our little cameo would look like too because um we weren't there nearly as long as og who was doing for them but uh you know it it took us uh, it took us a good few hours there for our little uh you know our little 10 second uh, cameo
1: yeah well it was awesome i think those are some of the best raptors related commercials that we've seen in a while and we can say we we know paul jones we know paul jones Uh, from the commercial oh yeah. yeah
2: Does that mean now when I see you guys at the arena, you're going to have suit jackets with your name on the back, like Wong or Lou? And that'd be kind of hard. I kind of would like when you have your own show or your own thing, you can you can do that, right?
1: Don't uh, don't give us any ideas, man. Uh, Jones, and I'll just use my
2: line from the commercial. What's with Will?
1: What's with Alex? (laughs) Wow! One take on that one.
2: Wow, that was a one take. From, <laughs> we're going to need to actually, clip did, that. Actually, you guys don't know how many times I say that. Listening to the show, what's with Will? What's with Alex?
1: Trust me, yeah. I think that's a general feedback on this uh, on this program, Jonesy. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, listen, Jonesy, I always appreciate you um, and your insight, and, and honestly, hope, hope we can chat again very soon.
2: For sure, guys. For sure. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Paul Jones.
1: Yeah, that was um, radio legend. Yeah, the commercials, like you mentioned, I thought it was, it was just scripted really well to kind of line up with, take advantage of OG's well, uh, personality. It's good that you say that because oh, what's you up have infamously, on
0: what? episodes of the Banter Pod that we have done, mm. commented on the fact that OG, to you, isn't as funny as he is to everyone else. I think your, your exact phrasing was... Sports funny. Sports funny. There's sports funny, which, and is, which, actual is, which is Blake funny.
1: Griffin funny. Yeah, which is actual funny, and which,
0: there's which, is Tom actual Hen- funny. which is Tom Henry funny. Okay, yeah. right. I ran the- into a friend of Tom Henry, by the way, who was sitting courtside. Oh, where? Yeah, I was like, wow, you're friends with Tom Henry? You sit courtside? He's like, yeah, I got these tickets from a
1: law firm. <laughs> Meanwhile, well, I had to bring Tom Henry to the 300 seats at a Leafs game. That's fine. Oh. But anyway, since
0: oh. you're an OG humor
1: hater, I'm I have not to ask you, what was OG actually funny in that commercial? Yeah, no, you? I was actually positively surprised. But like like, like you um, just heard me say, I am uh, deflecting the credit towards the scriptwriters. Yeah. mm. To the people who scripted it wow. i thought they put them in a very good position they did to take advantage but listen yeah. og has crafted this persona to the point where he just reads more than two lines on a script and um you know OG's just like hey and and i'm putting i'm putting dots in my name and everyone's like
0: <laughs> yeah they're like that's oh, my man. guy right there <laughs> yeah
1: so Um,
0: it's true though it was was a good commercial yeah what else do you have in here man why am I seeing Dylan Brooks' face in the
1: (laughs) Raptors show rundown every single day by the way oh I was just gonna show you this clip but um I'm gonna talk about Dylan Brooks here so uh Clay Thompson and and Dylan Brooks got into um you know another tussle on um on Friday and I believe this is on the weekend actually Clay Thompson um you know the Grizzlies again lost on the road um Oh, the no, the Warriors lost yeah, on the road yeah, to yeah. the Grizzlies, and uh, Clay Thompson at the end of the blowout loss was counting his four rings right, right towards uh, the Grizzlies bench. First of all, I wanted to get your thoughts. Like, you know, you know, the Warriors have won what seven total games on the road yeah, yeah, yeah. this season, and this is the end of the blowouts. And this, Which, by the way, <laughs> one of them
0: was a blowout. <laughs> convincing win against the Raptors at Scotiabank Arena, yeah, that, by the way. One yeah. of their seven wins. Yeah. And I would have to – if I had to guess without looking it up, that's their best road win of the season.
1: Yeah, I was actually counting yeah. the road wins yesterday. They've only had two road wins since uh, Draymond Green and Jermichael Green cooked us on, on, oh, on that day.
0: they were running green, green, and <laughs> rolls. No, those were
1: the worst. It was squid game. Um, no, oh. but what do you think about Clay yeah. – like, is this cool or not? Cap of cap or this no is cool, cap. Man. In a blowout loss, though. In a blowout loss, flashing yo, the four rings.
0: The rings are forever, man. Like, yo, the Raptors beat the Bucks last night. You know what I'm thinking? Game six. That's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about Fred having a baby and knocking
1: down seven threes. So you think that's, that's, a, that's acceptable behavior?
0: it, it is. Okay. Un- until the Grizzlies actually beat the Warriors in a meaningful way in a playoff series. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not like I, I okay. I'm all for this because it's, it's, it's
1: also more fun, man. I just there like, was mixed reaction to it. Like some really? people found it kind of cringe. What's that you cringe would do about that. winning rings? But you're doing that as you're getting blown out, and your team hasn't won a road game since January. It's
0: not about that. They're literally the defending champions, man. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. pet, okay, okay. No, go so ahead. you're
1: okay with that petty level? No, no, no.
0: Talk, honestly, talk your stuff, especially when you won four rings. When does that expire, though? Like, can it Clay, never expires, <laughs> so evidently, based that. on this show. So
1: Clay can do that when he's 38. You know what? When I, next time I'm in Milwaukee, I'm just
0: going to hold up a one. <laughs> as in the one time the Raptors won a championship while defeating Milwaukee along the way. Oh,
1: man. Okay. No, man. That so, is what it is. So yeah. afterwards, um, Dylan Brooks said that he holds a lot of real estate over there in San Francisco, mm. um, shouts to Andy Lou, and he definitely doesn't hold real <laughs> estate over there. But <laughs> He's holding buy the you he right now. Uh, <laughs>
0: definitely holding up,
1: oh, buy something. Oh man! And Clay said, when when he retires, uh, you know, referring to Dylan Brooks, I don't think anyone will ever talk about Dylan Brooks ever again. <laughs> uh, who do you? So do you think? Do you think Clay won this battle as well? The 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 trash talk after the game uh is this is a clear win for clay who won this beat? again people are just taking like
0: super low blows at each other like yes yeah, yeah. okay maybe in toronto people will talk about dylan brooks after he yeah. retires but uh yeah i mean i guess he's right about that too <laughs> it's just rude though. so it clay really just won
1: clay just won in a in a knockout Oh, well, i but... mean
0: at least they won something on the road oh god
1: yes yeah, so there you go anyway, anyway
0: free tuesday to tomorrow that's right that does it for us today i've been your host will lou and you've been listening to the raptor show on the sports radio network make sure you find the raptor show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review the show A reminder: we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360 Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Thanks once again to producer and co-host Alex Wong. Thanks to Paul Jones for calling in. Thanks to our board producer Tristan for filling in for Derek Randale and Jennifer Rowland for helping with the YouTube stream. And we'll be back with Blake Murphy on a Tuesday.